And the chill of night As the scene of a crime Like a streak of light He arrives just in time Spider-Man, Spider-Man Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man Wealth and fame is ignored Action is his reward Look out Here comes the Spider-Man Look out everybody this is episode 354 for January 2015. Before we get to Spider News, I'd like to ask for your support of this website and our podcast. Log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side for a button that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the bandwidth cost to make sure more episodes like this are put up on our server, free to download for free. All right, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to 2015. This is our first recording of the new year. And let's see who we've got on the panel. We've got George. What's going on in your new year, sir? Too much. <laughs> too goddamn much. Too, too much, huh? Yes. All righty. Enjoying that uh, silk cosplay on the front page? Not yours. All right. <laughs> That'd be a no. <laughs> What's going on, Mike? How are you, buddy? Well, happy new year. And, um, well, so far, my I've um, sort of... Sort of taking it easy after getting a flu shot, but did you have the flu? No, you're trying to prevent the did flu. Did you exactly. get the flu after getting the flu shot? No, that would be I've got the that flu shot before. Sometimes. Yeah, I know it sometimes happens. I I'm fine okay. in everything like this. It's just I'm you know just a sore sore shoulder, nothing big, but ah yes. Mm-hmm. And we have Jr. What's going on, Jr.? You're 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 uh, plowing some snow, huh? Well, I did earlier today, but the uh, the big event this year, uh, I rang in the new year by having uh, my first colonoscopy. Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> I have some pictures, too. You want to see it? Oh, uh, no, thanks you. That's I think I posted them. Oh, wait, that's the silk cosplay on the front page. I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> must be like looking at exploratory surgery on a mummy. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we really? Well, I, I want to. I want to, you know, it is every, all of our fans out there who are 50 and older should consider it. My goodness. Mike got a flu shot. You got a colonoscopy. You know, when I was when I was a kid... <laughs> Don't, don't tell me a third When thing. I was a kid, they used to say, you got to have a prostate exam by the time you're like 40 or whatever. And then when I hit 40, they had moved it back to like 45. And now I'm here in 50? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to be some dude's meat puppet. For I, I don't know how long it takes. I'm like, I want technology to get to a point where a dog can sniff me or they wave some kind of wand at me like Star Trek and say, no, you don't have it. I don't want anyone's hand at me like I'm a goddamn Muppet. Oh, Poor Ashley. Uh, <laughs> Ashley. What's up, girl? Oh, I've, I've, I've been through these discussions before. <laughs> and you're still around on the show. <laughs> appreciate you not running away in fear, because I'm about to. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, introduce, uh, not introduce, let's read our lone iTunes review. And it's a negative one, gang. We love these. Uh, but they still love me, right? There- well, I, no, they hate you for a change. No, I'm just what? what Ashley? Didn't we get one? It was from December seventh that I saw. I don't remember us covering that. Yeah, we. I, can, I think we covered that one. I think we did. Oh. Let me look at that one. Uh, it, no, we didn't cover that one. Yeah, okay. like, this is. It was a really nice one too. Yeah. Well, Ashley just dug up a new complimentary one. So let's start with the hate first and end on a high note. <laughs> okay. Uh, Catalina, eighty nine eighty nine, posted on January fourth, twenty fifteen. Uh, gave us three out of five stars. Uh, the subject title is knowledgeable, but negative. 
Uh, great podcast if you love to hate on Spider-Man. Oh, they know spider history. But they hate on everything. Sometimes I wonder why these guys keep reading if they don't like anything. <laughs> One guy recently, and this is you, George, mm-hmm. guy recently claimed that the Hobgoblin is his favorite villain. But he refused to read the Hobgoblin miniseries, which ended up being one of the best spider titles in 2014. It's, the, it's that kind of prejudice <laughs> that turns that me off and hurts their credibility in my... Plus it's, a, plus, it's a lot of snark without the humor to back it up. So, George, why didn't you buy that book for uh, $4 that you don't like the idea of? Probably, uh, why, <laughs> probably why I stopped buying Metallica when they, when they, went, when they went soft. I mean, seriously, it's a, it's a taste thing. I mean, I, I, I stated, uh, now, I, I stated when you covered it, Brad, and you talked about it, yep. and you're like, well, you're such a Roddy fan, why don't you read this? And I'm like, I don't, number one, I don't want to see the character presented this way, because I, I, I am a fan of the character, and this is just, this seems to me not to, not the way I would enjoy seeing the character portrayed, right? I explained this in great detail, and I was like, and I'm not a fan of the Phil Goblin, the one with the plus five fire sword. His opinion differs from you, so he thinks you're wrong. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime that somebody has a different opinion, they're, they're hating on it. Exactly. Hate is such a, it's such a, hate on or hate is such a go-to word now. It's like, how, da- it? how dare you have a strong opinion? How dare you feel strongly about them? I know, right? I'm such an asshole. <laughs> and at $4 a pop, I mean, that's $12 altogether since it's the three issues. Here, you don't want to pay $4 to have your favorite character portrayed as a buffoon. Exactly. You no. don't the idea of what I presented in the review, so you're like, now nah, I'm going to pass. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm fine with it for someone like Speed Demon or Boomerang, but no, not Hobgoblin. I, I've, I'm, a, I'm enough of a Hobgoblin fan, and conversely, enough of a Spider-Man fan, that I don't like seeing things that feel to me like they're being mishandled, or that it's not the correct way to portray them. Oh my God, I'm a hater! No, it... He, he said that we have prejudice. He said I have prejudice. I, I think all of us have prejudice of what we buy. Mm-hmm. Yes, when it comes yeah. to we don't buy everything we see in front I'm of us. I'm not going to go see prejudice. Fifty Shades of Grey in the goddamn theater. Am I prejudiced <laughs> that? You bigot. <laughs> God, I'm such an asshole. You're a bigot, George. You don't like books. Oh, but JR's <laughs> awesome. Don't like that book. You know, I quit. That's goddamn right I am. <laughs> uh... He said nothing about you, Jr. So that means he loves you. Uh, <laughs> that's just a kid. That's such a knee-jerk reaction now to people people criticizing things. Like I, I've seen this comment made a lot, you know, in, in, in regards to the show that oh, they just hate on everything. It's so negative, and it's like something that Jack and I are talking about. It only got negative when the writing started going downhill, you know. And since in the time that I've been here, you know, doing the satellites and doing the other stuff, I've noted. Is not as negative as I was expecting. You know, there are a lot of positive things that you guys have right. said. So everyone's just noticing the hate because that's what Russell's their jimmies and people. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Russell's just... ruffles their jimmies. I, that's a new one. I've heard that one. I, I've just oh. noticed that people have this knee-jerk reaction to negativity, and you know. I, I don't get it. It's like, what do you want? You want us to, to say, oh, you know, it's not that bad. You know, they, they sure did try, you know. I say if we did that, we wouldn't care about Spider-Man. We get so mad and hateful because we do care, because we're invested. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. Well, we're, well, we're, we're spending our time and money 
on these book on yeah. these comics and everything. And mm-hmm. if we don't get our, a good investment on our time and money, then we're going to say something about. It. Not that I'm saying actually, the Hobgoblin miniseries was bad, because I, I, I was like, actually I did, actually did like it. So, yeah, so there you go. But, so there you go. Just, All right, there's we, something positive for that IT reviewer right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sick of. That's another You're thing. not a bigot, Mike. <laughs> oh, no. That's another thing. Like, this you. guy focuses on one person not wanting to read it while other people were expressing, yeah, I've read it and, and, and liked it. Yeah. I mean, and I like Zach okay. had, had read it too, hadn't he? I, I'm not sure. Zach Zach I think, didn't Zach say that he'd read it and liked it or something like that? I mean, like, so we had one guy saying he liked it, the other guy saying, hey, it's not my cup of tea. Oh, so that means we hate it on everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, good. You lost two stars. And you know so what? You and another oh. thing. We, you know, because we had somebody on our front page post this this week, um, you know that we're old and grumpy, and that yeah, the new stuff's not as good, but we should just accept it because that's what it is today. And I'm like, hell with that! <laughs> Screw that! I am not going to sit that. here and celebrate mediocrity. No! <laughs> oh my god! I, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It's I, like it's like that. in I'm school where they're going trophy. around. You know, all, all the kids are getting, you know, rewards for, you know, trophies for participation. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you tried. You you didn't do Here's good. Here's your but gold star. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you it's not this mentality that these people are coming from that it's like, oh, you tried. So It, it is today. That mentality is there. Yeah. I remember a few years back, uh, actually several years back, my, my cousin, he was in middle school. He's playing, you know, football. And he said, hey, you're going to come see our, our, our city game. And I was like, oh, you're playing for city champs? And he was like... No, it's our it's our showcase game, and I was like, I don't know what the hell a showcase game is. He said, Well, we all show up, and then everybody gets a trophy. I'm like, But, but you're playing for city champs, right? And he was like, No, we don't do that. And I'm like, What the hell? <laughs> okay, this is football. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, you know, everybody gets a trophy for for you know playing all year. And I'm like, Screw that. <laughs> In my day, you know, you you didn't get a you didn't get a trophy for for just showing up. That's you funny. had to earn the goddamn thing. Careful, What's careful the, there, George, or, or we'll be accused of being too old again with that whole, with I was your age. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, we're raising a generation of candy asses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I cannot segue out of candy ass, but uh, let's, go, let's go to a positive uh, review from Krontozy, the lethal protector. It's, cron- uh, posted- it, it's not Kron, it's Kronotos. 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 <laughs> There's not a there's not a Kronotosi, which is clearly wrong. Kronotosi, <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Kronotos. I think it's Kronotos. What is the reference? Is that a name of something? I have no idea. I think it's, it's Kronos, isn't it? No, that's what it sounds like, or like some derivative of it. That's actually well, that was actually a. I think All right, we're, we're just going to call him Bob. All right, Bob. <laughs> he, he gives us a glowing review, and Brad's going to be like, nah, Can I call him Kronotos? Oh He's going to write next month. I'm sorry, Kronotos. Kronotos, I'm sorry. Uh, five out of five stars, uh, currently better than the book it's discussing. When Marvel is working its hardest to pretend public opinion, is in favor of whatever new terrible idea that they have, it is therapeutic to find a place where knowledgeable spider enthusiasts introduce rational thought to the discussion. This podcast covers just about everything. Current Spidey products, classic story analysis, publication history, and even news stories where a kid happens to be wearing a Spider-Man shirt. <laughs> That's all you, JR. Uh, just about the only thing the podcast needs is a regular segment explaining how Stegron would effortlessly defeat 
popular Marvel heroes like Iron Man. And I've seen others complain about them being negative, like the guy at Topia. Uh, well, that, that Whoa, hey, sounds hey. bad. No, not, not, the guy, no, never mind, sorry, Chronotopia. The guy above <laughs> you, how's that? The guy above you in this list. I've seen others complain about them being negative and the current direction of the books. I've only ever seen this be the case when the writing on the individual issues is especially poor. I've also seen a complaint about the political views of the panelists. I can only imagine this being a problem for listeners if those listeners are outrageously intolerant of opposing views. (laughs) Nice. The panelists are generally all polite and inoffensive in spite of some of them liking secret (laughs) Oh, <laughs> JR, any comments on that one? It said, in spite of some of them liking Secret Wars, it sounds like he's dissing those of you who do like Secret Wars. That's what I he didn't just take did. it that way. I, t- I chose to take it a different way. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of took it that he hated Secret Wars too. Yeah, but yeah. So therefore, I think he's him. obviously a, an astute individual. This, uh, what was his name again? Crow Magnon or something like that. <laughs> Oh my God! Trope magnet, the lethal protector. He gave us five stars, and five I can't believe the, the the two of you acting so unprofessionally. <laughs> Bronotos. Well, Jr. Bronot- probably have to see a doctor for it in the next six months. Well, well the thing is, I don't make my living uh, working uh, in speaking for a living, or in uh, in, well, in news hear. reporting, or news gathering, or something like somebody else I could name who obviously does a very poor job of it. In my profession, if you you have the person say and spell their name, and in the script you put a pronouncer, so that would be like Kron, uh, Tosi. There, so there so so while you're interviewing them, you dumb down their name in the in the notes. Yes, you so put in the idiot the idiot explanation for how to say it. Yes, you do a pronouncer. It's called that explains, have, that explains so much about the news. <laughs> so much of it makes sense. Now. How are you supposed to read it if you you want to say it right? Anyway, people don't care about this. Let's go on. Remember, this is the guy who thinks his wife's a Batman villain because he's not the sharpest crown in the drawer. Yep. Listen yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Starting with Spider News. Uh, I think the biggest one. Let's start strong. Uh, let's, the, so we can finish weak? What does that mean? <laughs> okay, let's start weak and end strong. That doesn't what? sound good either. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the Sony leaks, the spider rumors, they were coming out left and right in December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, George, take me through what happened. Every half hour, you had some new clickbait, new clickbaity site coming out saying, oh, this and oh, this and oh, that, and it was all bullshit. Yes. Because we don't know anything concrete yet. You know? The biggest one that everybody picked up in is that Sony and Marvel are trying to get Spider-Man and Captain America. Three. Right. Well, what, what we know from internal Sony emails is that Spider or is that Marvel would have liked to have had Spider-Man in Civil War three, you know, so they could screw him up again like they did during the original Civil War, and um, and and Sony was, you know, I remember at the time uh, or several months back before the second movie came out, remember Avi Arid famously said, you know, well, there's there's nothing there's nothing to gain for us. What's in it for us? There's nothing, you know, there's. There's nothing in it for us there. And I pointed out, no, they only make billion-dollar movies you know, spending less money than you do <laughs> you know, and, and make way more money. But you're right. There's nothing there, Avi. You know, just, just go back to bed. Go back to your hookers and blow. He, uh, he used to – what? Hookers and blow? Yeah. I don't oh, know. It's a Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> when did he become so um, disliked? I mean I, I remember people praising him when the first couple Spider-Man's movies came out. <laughs> 
People have dissed him I, well, I, a lot. I, I, the thing is, is that I, I don't remember people praising him so much as they were praising Raimi. And then yeah. suddenly, you know, years later, we had some sort of retrospect thing where people were like, "No, the Raimi movie sucked." And I'm like, "Really?" Because I remember everybody gushing about the first two, even even the, yeah. even number one, which had the crappy villain. That was what? another. So Willem Dafoe. What do you mean? No, no, Willem Dafoe was great. The Green Goblin was like a Power Ranger. The suit yes. was really. Yeah, it was a terrible look. They got oh, it's got such great rewatch value now, though. They got the Green oh. Goblin part all wrong, but they got the Norman stuff good. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, also, another thing, they want Sam Raimi back. They want Tobey Maguire back. What? They want an older Spider-Man back. Well, <sighs> does anybody want Tobey Maguire to come back? I would rather have a new actor. I don't no. even think Tobey Maguire would want to come back. It, I don't no. think so. this was a bad match. He's 52 now. No, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. God. But but no, I mean we had a lot of clickbaity news coming out, and like every half hour, you know there was some new clickbaity thing. And I remember at one point, you know, we were discussing it internally because we weren't running a lot of it on the front page. We just no. weren't. And you know, some I, I think Zach had brought something up, and we were ta- discussing it internally, and you know, as we do on some things. And I said, dude, there are some red flags in here, like. Like, you know, Disney's going to put up 60% of the next Spider-Man movie, and Sony only has to put up 40%. I'm like, when does Disney ever need anybody to co-finance something? I know. That's like Walmart <sighs> expecting you to pick up some of the cost on something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, By the way, Tobey Maguire and I are the same age, 39. See, so yeah, way too damn old. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> well, technically, though, there was one of these emails that we're talking about I think what was it? One of the executives was talking uh, was talking to um, what's her name about the one of the Sony execs about uh, they, maybe there's time for an older Spider-Man that's not in high school this time. Well, that you know, someone that they can explore with an adult that as an adult. Another thing about the avoid the the love try right. the, the the love story and just do a straight up action movie. Mm-hmm. Like Craven's Last Hunt or something. Yeah, well, Craven's Last Hunt is, is is also part of a love story. That That's is true. true. <laughs> you can't Craven's last. You can't. Time. You can't get the newlyweds out of that. Yeah, story. I mean it's you know. Yeah. But um, no, I mean what we do. I mean we can look at the things that we know for sure. Like there may or may not now be a meeting between Marvel and Sony that takes place this month. We we may know some more. Here's the thing. Amy Pascal can say a lot of shit. Yeah, that was her name. Amy Pascal okay. can can talk a big game all day long. She's not. She's not in a position to do it anymore. Because everyone, she's under the gun now from literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But what her boss wants, Sony's president, uh, Kazuo Hirai, he may want Ooh. something different. And guess what? If he's like, you know what? If Disney wants to pay us X amount of dollars to lift up this failing movie business that we have, guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess what we're going to do? Sorry, Amy Pascal. <clears throat> and I know, you know I, Amy Pascal may yeah. have said, you know, from my cold, dead hands in response to Spider-Man at one point, but she doesn't get to make that call at the end of the day. Nope. Right. And I, I put up a chart this past month about how uh, in the United States the Spider-Man movies have been declining. Yeah. The, uh, the, let's see here. It started, no, it started with the reboot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The first Spider-Man movie in the United States made $403 million. The second one made $373 million. The third Spider-Man movie made $336 million. Amazing Spider-Man 1 made 262 And the latest one was 200 Now, they're, so talking, they're talking domestically, not overseas. Yeah, internationally, yeah. it's always been – it looks like it's been very – Internationally, the last two movies have done very well. The problem yeah. is – 
you're losing the American audience where the character has right. it should be the most popular. Mm-hmm. And, and the most sold tickets uh, of all five movies internationally was Spider-Man Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sold five hundred fifty-four million dollars. So here's here's what Sony needs. Well, first of all, if Sony doesn't want to get rid of Spider-Man, and, and we've talked about this before, in, in yeah. Sony's position, Sony is desperate. They, on the one hand, they can't. But if Disney makes a good enough offer for Spider-Man, and remember, Spider-Man made <coughs> over a billion dollars in merchandise, just in yeah. licensing, far more than any other uh, of the other stuff. In fact, more than what Batman and Superman combined we found mm-hmm. right. the last yep. time we looked at it. Yep. Yeah. So Disney may come along and say, you know what? Here's four billion just for effing Spider-Man. <laughs> and, and at that point, you know, Amy yeah. Pascal can say, oh, well, you know, I like that Spider-Man. And then her boss is like, I like $4 million sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> for a company, you know, for a division that <laughs> frankly sucks. Another another rumor out there is that uh, Andrew Garfield has been fired. He won't be returning. If he does appear in Spider-Man 3, it will be a different actor than Andrew Garfield if Spider-Man appears. That was at least if, they, if Marvel uh, except, and uh, Sony worked out a deal for Spider-Man to come back into, the, into their films. Right. Oh, at least, at least. If Marvel gets a hold of Spidey, they're totally going to recast it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I don't know if that's unfortunate. Right, what, it, what do you, no, no. If it goes back to, Mar- to Disney, it's going to be rebooted. I know, but if, 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 for the for the cameo, would you like to have Garfield no. in there? For Cap- let him move no. on and go on with his life. He's already said let's that, ask, that even if he did a third one, it'd be his last one. That's right. Let's ask the let's ask the panel on that one. Jr., you want Garfield in in the the next movies, or you think two's enough? Well, <laughs> well, we're talking about two different things. I mean, uh, yeah. if we would see Garfield in a third Sony movie. Then, well, yeah, I think they should, you know, close out the series and do three with him. But if yeah. the character is going to be part of a new Marvel continuity, then obviously it should be a different actor. So it's right. two different what questions. Th- what do you think, Ashley? Um, I think that Jr. pretty much summed it up for me. It just depends on what direction they take with the next movie. Is it going to be something different? Is it going to be from the same story? If they're going to set up a new story, then it just wouldn't feel right have the same actor he's like you're, you're crossing dimensions there it's going to get too confusing and you know yeah i would like Is there any- oh sorry I, I would like to see him continue because i know he, he's got a lot of passion for the role and i think that's been the most enjoyable thing for me with the new movies just seeing him take to it and he's really taken a shine to it he makes very good peter parker the thing is, I think the we've mentioned this in the past that the one of the best things of the movies is the Emma Stone Andrew Garfield chemistry. Mm-hmm. You've eliminated that. Yeah, now. that's gone. Mm-hmm. If that's taken out of the yeah. picture. Yeah, that will. And I and I don't right. see another actress as good as Emma Stone have chemistry with him. Well, and I like what's her name uh, that was originally cast as Mary Jane. Well, you know Garfield and Stone have all that extra chemistry because they're actually doing it in real life. <laughs> well, that well, that'll do it. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, kind of hard to replicate that kind of chemistry with somebody new. Mm-hmm. But what's her name? Uh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah, I saw her. I just watched that Divergent movie over Christmas. Yeah. I think she'd make a good Mary Jane if Emma Stone wasn't originally in the movies. She could be a great Mary Jane for a younger Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> that's not so tall. Well, I mean, uh, here's the thing. I think she's yeah. like like twenty-one or twenty-two. Garfield's like in his mid thirties now, or close to it. Well, yeah, he's in his early thirties at, at least. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and we're he, talking about Spider-Man three, per, the proposed Spider-Man three, not even coming out until what 20, 2018? The last, day, yeah, that was the proposed date for. It. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, 
Anyway, any other comments on all these Sony rumors, these emails? Um, no, just be careful of what you... Here's the yeah. thing. And, and Latino Review has... You know, that's a site that, that I think has a lot more credence than, uh, or a lot more credibility... Not credence, but credibility than yeah. a lot of the they get a lot. They get a lot right. And they also get a lot wrong. Um, yeah. they, they usually now get news weeks ahead of Ain't It Cool News, which used to be the big site, but is a shadow of what it used to be now. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> so, so they get a lot of good stuff, but they also get a lot of crap. Now, the, but I, I don't accuse them of being a clickbaity site, but there are sites out there that are oh, yeah. just flat-out clickbait. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's mm-hmm. my thing now, you know, because I'm the one who, who, you know, it's usually either Mike or me posting about movie stuff now. Right, right. On the front yeah. page. And I'm my thing is, if it comes from this site, and I'm not going to name some of these things, but if it comes from this one or this one, I'm like, no, I'm not putting it up there anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's all it is is clickbait. Well, Mike, what is that weird site you always get? Oh, badass something. Badass Digest. That was. <laughs> which is, no, they've actually been pretty good with some of the. They've stuff. been good. Oh yeah, okay. they have. I just love the name. I know. It's, 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 Let, let's uh, keep with the movie theme. Uh, Jr., you've got this one talking about Sam Raimi and Spider-Man Three. He was recently on a podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, I guess what it was. What it was called Nerd Podcast or whatever. Nerd. Uh, Nerdist, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I take offense at that remark, but anyway, um, <laughs> they had an interview with Sam Raimi, which I wish I'd listened to. I was going to, but then it looked like it was going to be well over an hour long and talk about other topics like his love of gardening and things. And I figured I didn't <laughs> didn't need to listen to that shit. Uh, oh, wow! But he buried it like his, his tomato plants. Yeah, but but they decided to talk to, to talk about Spider Man three. A little bit, and uh, basically, Raimi came out with his dislike for it, and and it looks like the quote is, "It's a movie that just didn't work very well. I tried to make it work, but I really didn't believe in all the characters." And of course, we all know that means Venom. Venom. He did yeah. Venom. So that couldn't be hidden from people who love Spider-Man. If the director doesn't love something, it's wrong of them to make it when so many other people love it. I think simply trying to raise the stakes after Spider-Man Two was what, and I'm abbreviating here, was what got us doomed. I should have just stuck with the characters and relationships and progressed them to the next step and not tried to top the bar. Um, but directors don't talk, like to talk about their bad films. The interviewer then suggested bad wasn't the right word to describe it. And uh, Raimi said, no, awful. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't think we need to go into a re review of Spider Man 3 and what did and what didn't work because that's really not right. the. And, and I certainly do not want to knock Sam Raimi uh, because I think Sam Raimi's interpretation and approach when he first came into Spider-Man is what made the franchise the mega blockbuster that it was. Uh, I, I definitely think him going to even, even I mean, beyond the Green Green Goblin Power Ranger costume, which was obviously a big fail, uh, and, and also you know, and there were some other ones. I think I think the casting of Kirsten Dunst proved to be a, a mistake in the long run. But anyway, I, I think Raimi's approach and passion for the character definitely put it on the right course, and that's why that's why we're even talking about well, what they're going to do in a sixth movie in the future. But mm-hmm. I think. I think I think Raimi has has, is, has gotten a little bit myopic about uh, what he felt made a good Spider-Man film, uh, and I think he is a little myopic about some of his own failings. Uh, unless there's more to it than this, I mean, about what what why Spider-Man three didn't work. First of all, it, just because he didn't like Venom, doesn't mean the character couldn't work. 
I mean, particularly right. the whole idea of, of the, the, the stories you were telling. You told the first story where Spider-Man got his powers. You talked about the second story was him rejecting his powers. The third story, really, in a way, what should have been about the abuse of his powers. And mm-hmm. the perfect character for that is Venom. Is a, yeah. a, a not not necessarily comic book Venom, but you know younger Eddie Brock Venom, the the dark side of Peter Parker, you know the dark yeah. side of the of abusing the powers of getting full of himself. But you know, and and he was the one who was hung up on I want a cool special effect villain in Sandman. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when you when you listen to the uh, uh, commentary for Spider Man Two, Tobey Maguire talks about doing a cool special effect related villain. Well. You know, for one, I mean, you know, if that's your basis for a story, you know, what looks good in special effects, you've already got one strike against it. Plus, as they developed the script, it was obvious that the sand, in my opinion, the Sandman character didn't work. But they had they had probably invested well over a year in CGI, and so he still had to be in the story. Uh, Right. The the, the, the angle with Uncle Ben just was was terrible. Yeah, that was. You had too much. The thing is, you had too many threads after the end of the second movie. That if yes. you were going to wrap them up in the third film, you were automatically. I mean, you, you had the whole Osborne, Harry Osborne thing. You had to address yeah. that. But you know, yeah. but you wouldn't have wanted to do another Green Goblin story because you'd already had one. Uh, I mean, it worked in the comic book, but the moviegoers would not have wanted to see the Green Goblin again so soon. So you had, and then then there was just a lot of there was a lot of strange. In my opinion, the, the movie was poorly paced. Poorly edited. There were questionable. I mean, who needed the British uh, reporter, you know, announce, you know, describing the action that you're sitting there watching, you know? Oh dear, Spider-Man's yeah. getting his ass kicked. Oh really? I can't tell, you know. And then you have the newscaster who, some, who for some reason, is the only person in the world who thinks Broadway is a two-syllable <laughs> word, you know, yeah. Broadway. Uh, you know, you've got you've got the very bad CGI with Spider-Man jumping around the flag. You you know, you've got. Uh, don't forget the Osborne family butler who decides yeah, to come the, in. <laughs> oh yeah, and the butler who comes in and the, the you know. And by the way, and by the way, yeah. this has happened. This happened. To, to you, this is what really happened to your father, Harry. I could tell from the wounds on his body that he died from his own hand because. Bernard, what the hell? I wanted to see you suffer first, you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I hear all this, all this, time, this is how you're going to become a man to suffer. It's like, I just let you get blown up in the with blown up in the face, but you know, because you needed it, you know, to grow. <laughs> yeah. So oh I mean, God. it's it's like so. I I really, you know, I, I almost I wish Sam and you know and everybody. I mean, uh, everyone kind of disses Avi Arad for various reasons. One of them is because he quote unquote forced Venom <laughs> on Sam Raimi. Well. A Rod knows what makes the character knew, knew that it made the character work, and Alvin Sargent picked up on the idea. Some of the best writing in the three Spider-Man movies was Alvin Sargent's, yeah, and Alvin Sargent true. is the one who I'm sorry, that's true. And Alvin Sargent is the one who said, you know, I think this character could work. It was, mm-hmm. the, but the story that Sa- Raimi had originally structured with Sandman and the Vulture. Right. Didn't work with 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 a, with a black cat. Yeah, yeah. didn't work. Oh. And uh, well, wait a minute. Black cat was uh, the vultureess, wasn't she? In the four- yeah, that's what he was planning yeah. for the Felicia fourth Hardy is the vultureess. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, that, that that was what he was planning for the fourth film. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, read yeah. one of the Spider-Man, yeah. one of the behind-the-scenes books on Spider-Man Three, when the original plot was to have Sandman and Vulture, and the whole idea was that it was forgiveness. And, you know, the vulture couldn't get over it, and that's why he died or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can tell, this isn't working. This isn't a very good story. So I just kind of wish Sam would own up to the the fact that a lot of the mistakes in the film had to do with with 
had to do with his own approach to the film and not because he was made to use the character of Venom. Yeah. See, this it's yeah. stuff like this that makes me – you know, and I, and I talk about it in that, in that article I wrote, you know, where I wrote about the clickbait stuff. But <clears throat> it makes me – we have to be careful what we wish for because on the one hand, <clears throat> Spider-Man going back to Disney would dramatically increase the quality of Spider-Man movies. And I'm talking about – I'm not talking about story. I'm talking about the overall quality. They would be written better. Uh, but at the same time it, – it, it, well, I, hold on. Before I get to that point, Kevin Feige, and, I, and I've talked about you know, the, the head guy with Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he is, is a great guy for being you – because know, he talked about you – know, he would sit in production meetings with some of these other studios you know, while they wrestled trying to figure out what to do with these superheroes. And he's like, it's already been done. Mm-hmm. They did this 20 years ago. Let's just do it. They've already made storyboards yeah. for this. Let's just go. You know, he was like, let's use what what has already worked and just go with it. You know, yep. let's not reinvent the wheel. However, Marvel is so wrong-headed about Spider-Man now. They may decide, well, you know what? Let's tell the let's tell let's do something with the octopus and the tablet and um and Hammerhead. Oh, but let's have Carly Cooper be in it now. Because isn't she perfect? <laughs> you know what I mean. So, so we have to be careful for yeah, about stuff like that. And I and I really don't want Spider Man to become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to be honest. But there's a a fellow who's got a question similar to that, I think, in the uh, message board questions. So I was okay. So I was going to address it there. But I, I'm not anxious for Spider Man to be part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am. All right, let's. <laughs> I'm anxious for Fantastic Four to be part of them because damn. Oh, me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Uh, the other big, uh, another big story that happened this past uh, month is Dan Slott uh, educated the internet about sl- silk. <laughs> Ashley, uh, take me through what happened here. Uh, well, I feel so much smarter now knowing that the reason you know, Spider-Man sells well is because silk. I mean, I, I clearly had it all wrong. Slot is much better than me. But um, so apparently, you know, New Year's Eve, Slot goes uh, online to check out what the the CBR is. That's a big comic message board. I'm not familiar with it personally. But he wanted to go and clear the air about why Silk is getting her new ongoing series. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and says that, you know, this was decided by the fans. It's not something that, you know, oh, Marvel's trying to ram this down our throats. It's like, no, the fans wanted this. And apparently the fan wants this. You know, fans want this means um, they determined that based on the sales of the first six volumes of Amazing Spider-Man this year. And they apparently received lots of, you know, fan letters, you know, praising the character. And so he just wanted to come out and clear the air and say, this is why, you know, Silk is getting her own series. Mm-hmm. To which I think we, we've already hashed this out a lot in the comments um, that that there, there's so much more going on in those six volumes mm-hmm. than Silk. I, I made the point to say it's like you know, you know who else made a big comeback in the first six volumes, Black Cat. But who's right. no 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 one's going around saying like oh Black Cat's getting her new series because you know the the sales were so great and the fans clearly want this and like and that that pushed my buttons. But um, <laughs> they're, they're, I, just to think too, this is you know this is 
Peter's big return to being Spider-Man. That was the biggest thing happening. Also, you know, it's the they restarted with number one, so that's kind of, I, I think yeah. that's already been proven to get in more viewers, because we know they had the movie coming out at the same time. You know, I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 just released mm-hmm. in theaters, like, the in May, in May that, yeah. May this year. And so they're rebooting it to, you know, or resetting the numbers to, um, make it more friendly. Tied, tied to, in, yeah, yeah, to tie it in, exactly. And so, you know, you had that going on, you had, you know, Electro, you know, so they they were featured Electro in both the, the, the comeback and in the movie, so they had lots of things to tie it in, make it more welcoming to new viewers. Silk didn't even make her full appearance until issue four. She made some cameos <laughs> here and there. Um, yeah. And, you know, just for one page, which I guess just had readers on the edge of their seats wanting to know Oh my God! It, what new VHS is she going to watch of Spider Man? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I love loving the uh, the quote from Slot. He goes, "ASM number one was the best selling comic of the 21st century. Fan mail came in and universally wanted to know more about Silk, but then the book had to go back to press." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all. Did so she have just a foot? <laughs> wasn't there just a foot in issue one of Silk or something like that? Yeah, it was all they, well, well, they tried to also, for the first three issues, they kind of hit her face to try to make her look more mysterious than she actually was. The foot was and, so wildly popular. That's right. They introduced that premise that, you know, that we'd see later in Original Sin. It's like, oh, someone else was bitten by the spider. Who? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's and, that's what, what, and that's what I was kind of thinking about this. I think, into, I, he, I think in some ways Slot was sort of being a little honest in this sense. Because what did we actually know about Silk before her full debut? Well, we knew that she was somebody else bitten by the spider, a radioactive spider, and we knew that she, her co- based on her costume, she looked like um, Psylocke from the X-Men and Boris Karloff's mummy had a kid. And that's about it. <laughs> that, really, that was about it. And it's so, it kind of, so, I mean, more people, I mean, you really didn't know anything about, the, about her, so naturally you're going to be kind of curious what she's like. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? We got issue four, and we got to see how she her two main qualities was anything Peter could do, she could do better, and anytime she's around Peter, they're compelled to start bumping they up. They can do better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spiders. Yeah. Because yeah. spider, yeah. spider pheromones. Right. And, and I think over time, I think gradually, was as I think more people gotten to know her, I mean, you're now kind of seeing more people not – as enthusiastic about this character to say the You're least. Saying, put her back. Put her back. Walk her back. <laughs> get, her out of the get, get her out what of this book, please. Ashley, what was it last month that you said she has uh, plot armor, or what was the line that she had? Oh I mean, that no, got she's, on. People she's whatever the right. She's whatever the writers need her to be for any given time. I, I, I said plot armor in reference to Ezekiel yep. because you know he. Oh, yeah. okay, I got it. that. Was funny, but no, I, yeah, I just read issue twelve like last out. Ap- well, we'll get to the reviews in the next show, but uh, when I read that, I'm like, oh, look, that's what Ashley's talking about. <laughs> Silk and her convenience mm-hmm. power. Yeah. I think anyway, that goes I, beyond plot armor. That goes into Mary Sue territory. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What? Else, any other thoughts? Yeah. Ashley? Oh, no, sorry. Ashley's oh, um, not done with the rundown, this, I think. This uh, disconnect that, oh, it's selling well means people like it. That's, you know, sales aren't reviews. Like, he... he Brought up in his post, just talking about oh, where where was it? I'm trying to when he's talking about Transformers, right at the very bottom. 
Oh yeah, he says the new spin is well. The Transformers movie did great, and it sucks. Selling great doesn't mean anything. And he's trying to say this to be dismissive, but it's like, well, it's got a point, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, it's making money, so you're it's going to keep. How you know you're still going to keep getting the same the same product, but that doesn't mean um, that people like it. So you you can't really equate the two. So well, I think it's really they- just. But in terms of corporate speak, they figure like the more money you spent on something, the they mm-hmm. think, oh, that's that means they want more of it. That's why we have yeah. four Transformer movies, which are all, you know, abysmal, mm-hmm. <laughs> because more pe- because a lot of people just wanted to do, bought tickets for it. In fact, yeah, I feel like the the point he's trying to prove isn't that you know they people want more of it. He's saying people like it. Oh yeah, you know, I know. I think there's, I know there's definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah. He also the, he also hits the fact about message boards and the people on message boards and the internet generally don't count. They're generally yeah, uh, fan letters do. <laughs> yeah, he spends but, so much time fighting with them. Yes, but they don't, exactly. They don't count. <laughs> they don't count Half in the day long he run. He spends fighting people on the internet, but they don't count. Mm-hmm. I think he he needs to just try and maintain a professional distance. He seems like he's really kind of a lot, wanting to be a part of the community and also wanting to govern it and be like you know the voice of the comic book industry. But I, I've seen some uh, posts on CBR and I think Bleeding Cool that slot uh, people have had a similar experience like I have had with him, where if you, something is praised or you know. Uh, he he tends to just hone in on the negativity and then want to fight online mm-hmm. a bit. That's my interaction, in my opinion, of what he acts like online, on my site, etc. And I think if it was more of a balance of uh, talking the positive versus honing on the negative, we might have a different opinion of his online behavior. But mm-hmm. it's just my two cents. I think he needs to just focus on public appearances instead of yeah. talking online. <laughs> Go ahead, gang. What do we think of this? Well, the... You know, originally I, I had intended to tee off on this like a pro golfer. Okay. But I, I'm just gonna basically I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I need to by by going around and asking each of you know each of you the same question and I'll and I'll get your yes or no response. Okay. Given and Ashley, you may not have had as much experience dealing with Marvel's for, you know the Spider Group's former editor Steve Wacker, or people like Tom Brevert or Dan Slott and covering you know everything what they've said and what how they act in public. Um, or you, I'm just assuming, you know, you may have followed every word that, that they've said in the last several years. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, knowing the reactions and, and the actions and the comments of people like Wacker, Brevert, and Slot over the last several years, do you believe anything that they say coming out of the spider office? Brad? Mm. No. JR? JR? <laughs> I view everything with a high degree of skepticism. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, skept- I'm a little skeptical because they're trying to pitch a book. They're trying to pitch a comic, essentially. That's I don't, kind of I the don't believe. I don't believe a goddamn word they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't. I, I, well, you have I, to, you, it's always you have to kind of yeah, – you always have to look at it with a very healthy dose of skepticism and stuff like that. Just, you know. Well, you anytime know, I read you – know, Because they're pitching a book. Anytime that they're talking about the reason for this or the reason for that. I mean, think of how many times they've had to explain – after an issue came out, that what was hit, that what we saw happen in the issue didn't happen, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and the, that it's the, list, the list, for seeing it. 
the lizard rape, yeah. the, the, the the drunken sex right. with uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Right. The Gonzalez, actually. When they definitely infer it, how dare we... How dare we, or when they definitely imply it, implied it, how how dare we infer it? Exactly. You know, so I don't I don't believe a goddamn word they say, and I'm and I, I, I now I'm not saying they're liars, but I'm saying every I, I do look at what they say as everything is spin, and I, and I'm sorry I just don't believe a goddamn word comes out of their mouth. Right. Jr. Your thoughts on this? We've heard your opinion about Silk's popularity. <laughs> well, you know what I. Again, I've always said I hate to make any assumptions about Dan Slott. And him mm-hmm. personally, just based on what he you know what he says online, but I gotta wonder about the guy sometimes, really. How <laughs> how, how how well how well um, how well um, I guess placed he is in reality or something. And mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think he's lying. I mean, I, not that you know. I, I I think he believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way he's so emotional about it, and and it, it's. It just doesn't seem like it demonstrates a lot of good judgment. Like somebody who really shouldn't be online. You know, if, yes. if someone is is going to react so so emotionally to everything that is said, and and he reacts to everything emotionally. You know, I mean, there, I don't know that I really see him. Rea- and I could be wrong. I've not I've not read everything the man has said online, but I don't see a whole lot of of reasoned analytical thinking. Uh, mm. Coming from from him, but but he's not the only one either. All of these people react. I mean, it's kind of like George was saying. Always the how dare you question us? You know, we know what is best. How dare you question us? How dare you not like this? How dare you not think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread? I mean, it's like they're offended. You know, in our opinions, uh, and and it's like they really don't want us as fans. To be honest, they wish we would go away. Wacker uh, was the same way. They they view I mean they have an entirely different view of what apparently they have an entirely different view of what Spider Man is and should be than we do, and our opinion and it's it's pretty apparent after all these years that that we're not going to be able to reconcile with them. Uh, a, a quote from Slot where he talks about how message board people and I guess generally people online uh, he says there's two types of message board posters uh, a. Re- uh, the regular hate, quote, a regular hate of the book through things I've said in interviews online or just how they inaccurately have interpreted things I've written in the books. This guy doesn't have a clue what I'm thinking, believing, especially what I'm intending, but he thinks he does. So he's so sure of that, he brought, he's brought into his own fiction with a zealous uh, certainty. More than any, his posts are the weirdest for me to read because he's usually so completely off from what's the reality of the situation, but he's so dead on sure that he's not. I thought he was talking about someone like himself. Yeah, he probably was actually talking about me. I think well, he was no, talking I about mean, I've, 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 He's accused me of that in the past, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know what? It says, he says, quote, in both cases, what can I do if I pop in here in the message boards to stomp out these fictions? Suddenly I'm a cyber bully. That's the current take on no, it. He feels like, he, like if somebody looks at the story analytically and says, well, it might be this or it might be that or maybe it's leading to this. He feels that he has to stomp it out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What the hell does that even yeah, mean? I mean, it's just—it's to me as it's idle speculation and, and stuff like that. It's, it's like this mm-hmm. is where I would guess is where the story is going to go. And when people if it does, watch TV shows they speculate on speculate what's going to happen next week, right? And that should that's that should be one of the mind. joys of being a writer, you know, yeah. holding your audience in suspense like that. That like the infamous. Uh, he wants to be te- right. 
the Quentin Tarantino what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Qu- Quentin didn't go online and say this is what's in the briefcase. He let the viewer interpret what's in the briefcase, the golden briefcase. Another quote from Slot, uh, I get it. Uh, that's what message boards are for. I like to hang out here and interact with fans about all kinds of stuff, but it's in my wiring to see such blatant falsehoods and to feel the need to stamp them out. That That's usually all, all I wind up doing when I'm here, so best to just let it go. Let it go. And to let this place, uh, let this be a place that regularly deals in fiction. No worries. Hope you all have a new, great new year. And one last time for all the guys supporting the book, I deeply, truly do appreciate the support. Uh-huh, yeah. This is the coolest job on the planet. I owe it all to your patronage. But, but, but see, he just Thank described you. everybody as having their own peculiar spin on reality, and yet you've just spent the last you all spent the last fifteen twenty minutes dissecting his peculiar spin on reality. Was mm-hmm. that the reason people were buying issues one through six of Amazing Spider Man? Was because of Silk? He is. So oh, I mean. It, it's like when, like I say, when he was describing that 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 person who has his own idea of reality and spins, you know, or and, and spins a fiction about. Sounds like he was talking about himself almost. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's so incredibly thin skinned, and actually, you you were you know what you said. You were like, it sounds like a guy who just who needs to be right. I said the exact same thing uh, when we talked about this on in the comments uh, of that. I think Brad posted this on Sunday, and my God, the response was huge by Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like over 50 comments now. Oh, it just blew the hell up. And Mm -hmm. but I I said that I was like, you know, the way this guy replies in all caps. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't come across as somebody who is open to to anybody questioning on the direction something may be going or something like that. So much as a guy who just feels like he has to be right. That's exactly that's exactly correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, we we've talked a, a bit about how it's it's many of us. In fact, I think the whole panel, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, would like new blood into the Amazing Spider-Man title. Oh, absolutely. But, but I don't think he's going anywhere when he has the best-selling book of the 21st century, as he says. Well, and, and you know, Brad, remember when, we, when that came up and, and, and you said, well, no, I mean, but Dan Slott wrote that and it sold all this. And I'm like, I, you could have put anybody on that book and it would have sold. It was, mm-hmm. it was a new number one issue. I haven't had a new number one since 1999. Peter was yep. Peter was coming back. It, people were going to buy that, especially the people who believe that it's going to be worth something someday. By the way, guys, it won't. As someone who <laughs> as someone who just put in their second uh, their put together their second order for a buyer, it's not going to be worth shit. It's not even going to be this, worth this 4.99. The, let's not forget all the guys. Let's not forget from the guy who's still trying to sell um, uh, Spider-Man number one by McFarlane. Yeah. So, this is so the people stuff. who buy something thinking it's going to be worth something someday, guys, just stop. It's let's not, not forget also that it made, that the new number one issue also had what was it like a little bit more than forty different variant covers on it. Because mm-hmm. remember we did that. Because remember oh, we yeah, did that, that that thing about the comic book those special variant covers on this issue that got slightly damaged. Yeah. Yeah, if you've done a, forty variant covers for Superior Foes of Spider-Man number seventeen. How many do you figure it would have sold? Now here, I've got, I've got the sales numbers in front of me. We can go over them a little bit. The first uh, issue of Amazing Spider-Man Volume Three, number one, uh, sold five hundred thirty-two thousand copies in the direct market. Mm-hmm. We're up to issue ten numbers I've got in front of me. That sold a hundred thousand copies. He's lost four hundred thousand copies of readers, but he didn't lose but, readers. He, he didn't lose mm-hmm. readers, but he. 
one guy buying ten variants. <laughs> well, he, I, I take that back. The, the story has been so incredibly rotten, he's, he's probably lost some readers. Well, I mean, the lowest it's dipped since uh, issue one was uh, number six. It sold 93,000 copies uh, in the direct market, and uh, it it's went up to on number seven to 116,000. Well, it dipped down to 99 for number eight and up to 135,000. For number nine, that must have a lot of variants. Well, Spider Verse will go away soon, and the numbers will dip back back down, and then it'll be timed up for the next gimmick, which will be Renew Your Vows, and it'll jump back up over a hundred thousand, or maybe over two hundred thousand again. Uh, now, that'll be the time for us to jump in and say, "Oh, hey, look how look how much interest there is in Mary Jane." <laughs> Where's you know, her spin off series? Yeah, but of course they don't want to hear happened. that. Exactly. I guess I just want to jump in and say one one last thing, I guess. But yeah. it's like, I mean, we're bashing Slot because, well, obviously he's the one who, who, who you know, like whack-a-mole, he's the guy who keeps popping up and saying <laughs> something. But you know what? I, I, I almost think all these guys are this way. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they, you know, for example, like Jim Shooter's blog. We all enjoyed reading. A lot of us enjoyed reading Jim yes. Shooter's blog. But yeah, was, was the guy ever wrong about anything? He was no. never wrong. And, and you see so many of these other creators. I've seen Kurt Busiek and Mark Wade and, you know, guys who you think are pretty intelligent, and they say this. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. um, but they're every, they are all just so right. And they're all, but they're all incredibly thin skins. They're mm-hmm. all in, unable to take any criticism. I mean, it's, 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 not, just, it's not just Dan Slott. Uh, you know, well, you know, and then there was what Mark Guggenheim and his idiotic. Oh, one more day! How they were all circling the wagons on one more day, and Mark <laughs> Guggenheim and his idiotic comment yeah. about if you if you're against one more day, then you uh, then you're for gay marriage or something. Which <laughs> anybody with any, yeah, yeah, they're they're all this way. I don't know well, what's yeah. in the water, but they they almost all talk this way. Well, you know, DeFalco, look at the way DeFalco handles criticism. I'm sorry you didn't like it. Maybe maybe you know next time it'll be something that you like. Yeah. And I did you overstate. Know, I'm sorry by saying they're all this way, but I think yeah. you know a lot of them are. But it, it, this is the mentality, and this is why I don't call them creators. This is why I call them writers mm-hmm. and artists and editors, because I think calling them creators feeds that ego and, and makes them feel like these rock star art, you know, like, like a doctor that, with a god complex. Right. You know, yeah. you're, you're Bendish. You're not goddamn Bono. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, uh, we talked that one out pretty good. Let's uh, move on to toys. Mike, you got some new Legend Marvel Legends coming out. Yes, um, so I mean you don't. Well, but, no, uh, I'm not getting them. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but the um, now the thing about the um, these figures, there's a six and all of the um, uh, for 2015. I guess part of the Spider-Man Marvel Legends series. Now half of these were revealed in um, I think at this year's Comic Con, and the other half were. I guess leaked by I guess a site called uh, robotkingdom.com which I think is a Japan in Japanese kind of toy site type thing. Uh-huh. So um now just a curiosity has anyone actually seen these figures yet or what or images of them at all? Yeah, I put it on the front page. I know, but I'm asking if the other people on the panel Oh, have. okay. Go ahead. Like um so I mean so um so the six figures I'll go with the, the first the three that were revealed at Comic Con are classic Spider Man, and he's got of course his little detachable hands with different poses, so you can look like he can do with this stuff. Um, then you've got um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, yeah, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and also we have the uh, Mayday Parker Spider Girl. That's the third one. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's 
if I'm going to buy one, it's that one. But yeah. damn, for twenty bucks. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's right. Because each one of these figures are twenty dollars. Okay. Mm. And also, well, it's now because this... they, they, you know, they also they're they're parts of a bigger figure. Oh, I know. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> now the other super three, awesome bigger figure. Oh yes. Now the other three um, are kind of odd choices. I think a little bit. I mean. The fourth one is the Ultimate Comics Spider Woman, who of course is the clone of P- the female clone of Peter Parker, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of weird. The fifth one is Daredevil, which I'm thinking hmm, that one actually looks pretty good. It. Mm-hmm. I remember like ten years ago the Marvel Legends had Daredevil. The Billy Billy Daredevil. Putting, he's putting them in part of the Spider Man series. Yeah, which is kind of I mean it's a cool looking figure, but I mean it's just Daredevil's not exactly a Spider Man character. Except that, that Billy Club looks more like a street lamp, but I know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> or, like or, just, or like one of those big tube lights, or one of those called yeah, like the fluorescent tubes. Fluorescent yeah, that he looks tube. yeah, like he gets <laughs> down out of his kitchen to beat somebody over the head with it. Exactly. <laughs> and then what the sixth, and then the sixth one is Anti Venom, which is really odd because Eddie Brock who has, hasn't been that character, what, since the end of Spider Island, which was like four years ago. Yeah. And it's funny, we're I'm reading the description on, the, um, on, the, on one of the sites, that the, one of the descriptions of the thing that the guy's comment on it. He's saying that, um, one, that this, this select figure of this thing already exists, and, it looks, and it's basically, he's saying it was a cheap and easy repaint of Marvel Legends Toxin, but since it's a symbiote, it's always going to sell well and everything. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but um, now... Of course, if you buy all six <laughs> figures of this, yeah, you know what this is, George, don't you? Um, it, you get to get pieces of parts of one big action figure that you get to assemble, and it is the Phil Urich Hobgoblin. Specifically, so, wait, specifically the D&D version from... Uh, from, Brand, from, from Big Time. With yeah. The yeah. With the flaming With the sword. sword, 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 sword yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, try to make a make a saving throw against this. Guy. Yeah, so there's your incentive, folks, <laughs> to buy all six of these figures, so you can have your own uh, fill your hobgoblin. So for 120 bucks, bucks, that's right. You you can have the, a fill. Your you can have the most asinine incarnation of the character, even worse than Demogoblin. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can have the most asinine incarnation of hobgoblin. Well, Demogoblin was pretty high up there in terms of suckage, so. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's why I'm saying the bar was already set pretty low. Yeah. Did, but did anybody collect Marvel Legends? Oh, go ahead, Mike. Do you have some more? No, no, no. That's it. That's it. You guys can. You know. Who who collected Marvel Legends back in the day? I did when they were under ten bucks. Mm. Did Ashley? Did you um, collect any? Or I, I don't know about Marvel Legends. I know Jack and I have been collecting the the little like four inch Spider Man figures, the three four inch. We've got a collection. Of those. Oh yeah. Star Wars size. I think I've seen mm-hmm. Oh, the little... The little, uh, little I can't the remember what the line is called. One. Okay. The, the Marvel Universe. Marvel Universe, look, that was it. That was it. They look yeah. kind of okay. cartoony. No, no, that's, uh, that's uh, the superhero squad. Oh, which yeah, I yeah. do. I have the Doctor Strange one. That I actually like Superhero Squad. I thought I would hate it, and I watched it on Netflix, and I thought, you know, this is actually better than Ultimate. I've never actually seen it. I just, I like the toys, because at the time, it was, they had it, it was the only Doctor Strange yeah, they, toy they had, and I'm like, I need it, so... Yeah, I have I have some of those superhero squads. But then they made a Marvel Universe Doctor Strange, and so I have that now. They have a Doctor Mar- Doctor Strange Marvel Legend too. That's really cool. Did you almost call Strange Doctor Marvel Luther King? <laughs> Did you almost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor Marvel Luther. Did you almost just say that? 
George, did you collect did you collect Legends back in the day? No, I stopped collecting action figures sometime in the mid nineties or or so. I, I think the last action figure I bought was I think there was a Spider Man and a and a and a symbiote suit the black and white uh Spider Man that had like twenty points of articulation and honestly I that was maybe have been in the early two thousands, I don't know. Uh I gave them all I gave all my action figures um to my uh, my nephew, my, well, he's my best my best friend's kid, and I get, I get, I brought him all over in a sack one day, and then my friend, you know, my friend intercepted me and was like, "No, I'm going to dole these out. You don't just hand him a giant bag of action figures." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, because I'm because I'm Uncle Fun." <laughs> Uncle Fun. He doesn't want you showing him up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Uncle Fun just brought the game, and he was like, "No, these are rewards." Sounds like a porn for- movie. Yeah, he, he's like, Uncle Fun brings the game. He's like, uh, <laughs> he was like, no, these will be rewards for when he does something well or he, he does something good. You know, oh. like he, go clean your room. Okay, well here's another here's another action figure from Uncle Fun's bag. You know, <laughs> now that sounds like a portrait. <laughs> So I was I was deflated because I wanted to see the look on this kid's face when I handed him like twenty something <laughs> superhero action figures and him just oh, oh my god, you just broke my mind. <laughs> you know, so I didn't get that. But I remember when he got the black and white Spider Man, he was still a you know, he's still a young kid and he kept calling him Venom Man. But he kept calling him <laughs> oh. But he kept he he made it into one word like Spider Man, you know, he would say Venomin. Venomin. Like Batman Venomin, you know, like Ven- like you know, and I was like, No, that's Venomin. I was like that that Spider Man and then he would look at me like, I'll cut you. <laughs> that's, that's Venom Venomin. Where's and I was now like to stomp on his fiction. Right, exactly. Well, you know, it was like um, uh, another one of my best friend's kids. You know, one time I went to their bathroom, and he had set up a T-Rex biting, like, on top of the Incredible Hulk biting him. And I walked out of the bathroom in the living room, and I was like, who's responsible for what I just saw in the bathroom? Who's responsible for that? And his, and, and his mom and his dad looked like, oh, my God, what happened? You know? What are you leaving the toilet, right? Exactly. What <laughs> the hell did our kids do, right? And I'm and I'm looking at the kids like, tell me right now who's responsible for that. And they said, what do you mean, Uncle Trey? And I said, who who put the T Rex on top of the Incredible Hulk? Like the T Rex is winning somehow. And the oldest one, who I think was 11 at the time, said, well, I did that. And I was like, explain yourself. And he was like, well, the T Rex is so much bigger, so he's going to win. And I was like, I just, I was, it was like somebody <laughs> slapped me in the face. <laughs> You know, and, and I was like, "Well, okay, no, because the T Rex is going to break his teeth on the on the Hulk's skin. He can't even bite the Hulk without hurting himself." W- what are you? What are you stupid? I didn't say that, but you know, that, that, that's where <laughs> I was coming that from. When like, he's older. I, and I'm looking at his dad like I blame you. You know, and and wow. and he looks at me, goes, "Well, that's how it happens in my imagination." And I looked at him, and I actually said this, and I said, "Well, your imagination is wrong." <laughs> to which his and parents were just howled. A they just died dream. laughing. They were like, "Oh, oh my god, no. he just got schooled by Uncle Fun." But, but, but uh, what if the dinosaur had been Stegron? Well, that's different. <laughs> but it wasn't Stegron; it was a T Rex. And I would well, know maybe the in this kid's imagination, it was Stegron, George. That's oh, and and Jr., you're a goddamn monster. <laughs> So any, I mean, is twenty dollars too much of a price point? Yeah. I mean, it is. For me. Yeah, I oh, yeah. they're what like six inches, right? Yeah, they're pretty like big figures, so uh, it's pretty average for what you see. Mm-hmm. I could feed myself for two weeks for twenty bucks. <laughs> well, I'm okay. not paying a hundred twenty-one dollars just to get the Phil Yurkov goblin. I can tell you that. 
Because <laughs> here's the Phil, you're a gobgoblin in figure form. Well, the funny thing is because they have like the build a figure thing in there. There's like a different ratios because you get like there's a chance for you to certain get different parts. So if you get the Spider Girl and the Ultimate Spider Woman one, it's like there's like you get two chances of of getting a part, whereas the other ones you get only like one. So it's kind of a weird. Because they have a thing with a build the cape figure wave case ratios going on with it. So okay, Brad, if you buy the Mayday, which comes with Phil's head, yeah. you and Ava, <laughs> you and Ava can play. Spider Girl tries to figure out who murdered Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love point it. Out I love real it. quick. No one said this. Yeah. The classic Spider-Man. He comes with a slice of pizza and oh, then a removable head, so he can oh, yeah. eat the pizza. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, he's got the mask partially. There's a head where you can take off, and you can have a little ma- partial mask open up. So and you can have well, half a leg. Of pizza. That's right. Yeah, that's he's also got an open palm one, so he can grope somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> all right. That's that twenty-first piece of articulation. Also, uh, let's move on to a bit of another another spider news. I'll take this one. Uh, I was surfing across uh, the credible news source called TMZ. Oh, yeah. And uh, (laughs) I saw a Spider-Man-related story, so that's the source of this information. Uh, Drake Bell, who is the voice of Spider-Man, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, uh, evidently he's had a bad couple of months in November and December. uh, In November, around Thanksgiving time, he dove into his brother's pool and broke his wrist. And there's a big picture on our front page of Drake Bell with a cast around his arm, and then we have a big old cut on his arm. And evidently he now cannot strum his guitar uh, when he plays in his band. So uh, that was his November, and as if things didn't get better at the end of the year, in December, evidently I didn't know Drake Bell has a online feud with Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, he's got to stay relevant somehow. I mean, who doesn't? But uh, if I see his cr- Bieber's crotch in my news feed on Facebook one more time, by the way, my goodness. <laughs> I, oh. What the hell is your news feed pointed to? I, I haven't <laughs> I seen that and I'm what I'm wondering. This is it's, a bunch of women. Yeah. it's a bunch of women posting his crotch. I mean, oh my lord. Okay. Stop. Any, anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, Drake Bell, Spider-Man is fighting with Justin Bieber. Let's just put it that way. And, not the uh, broken wrist he's not. He's not, he's not. They're fighting with their words. So, uh, uh, Mr. Bell on his Facebook, or oh, maybe it's his Instagram, uh, Twitter and Instagram account, he put, quote, the eradication of all b believers, <laughs> even on Christmas, they are sending me death threats and hate. It's freaking Christmas, unquote. So, uh, the b believers decide to hack his Twitter and his Instagram, and put up a whole bunch of pro-Justin uh, Bieber pictures. And Justin Bieber's flipping the camera off, and there's a link to buy his new Justin Bieber uh, album, etc. So, gang, what do you think of poor Spider-Man? He's beaten by the Beliebers. Well, I didn't even <laughs> know he had a band. I, yeah, I've seen his video Bitchcraft. <laughs> yeah, he has a song called Bitchcraft. A, yeah, and there's a video for an actual oh, he's has an actual musician. pen okay. model. Now, what happened to that one rumor that he was living in Disneyland? I don't know. He's living in the hospital. Yeah, that Poor guy. I mean, um, yeah, I, so I'm amazed just, that there's that there's hackers out there who can act, who are you know, or that Bieber, that uh, Justin Bieber has has hackers as fans. Maybe they did the North Korea deal. He's maybe they paid the, the the North Korean hackers. Yeah, no doubt. 
Who knows? No, Who knows? No, what, do you, no. what do you guys think of this? JR, do you give a crap about Drake Bell's wrist and his believers? I was about to say, I was, uh, <laughs> while you guys were talking, I was looking around trying to find all the shits that I give, and I couldn't find <laughs> <laughs> His shits have not been given. Uh, Ashley, any thoughts on Mr. Uh, Mr. Bell? Um, sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, we hope that Greg Bell feels better. better. Yeah. Are you a believer? Do you like Mr. Bieber? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't care. You gave. You just gained points. Actually, you're good. just a Yay. hater. You're. You're. A, I you're hate a, everything because I'm a miserable person. Why do you have to See, the believers are going to go to our iTunes account and and, and uh, say we hate on um, Bieber also. They're going to start posting pictures of Dan Slaw. Ashley, you're so iTunes. old and bitter. <laughs> Clearly, because I'll never amount to anything. I'm just so uh, I'm jealous. I'm just jealous, guys. What you gonna do? <laughs> All right, that that topic. Well, uh, <laughs> let me go. Ashley, oh. you've got this next one about Jerry Conway's got a new mini series coming out. Yes. Yeah, so I was really excited when I saw this. Um, I did not know who Jerry Conway was, so I, I went and looked it up. He was a big writer back in the uh, '70s and. What stood out to me, he wrote the, you know, the issue the night when Stacy died. So he's the one, you know, who wrote one of the most, you know, one of the biggest moments in Spider-Man history, Gwen Stacy's death. So I think that's really cool. But he is returning to Spider-Man to um, this March to spin together you know, some of the stories that will come up in the aftermath of Spider-Verse. Most, um, mostly centered around the power vacuum that's been left since the Goblin King has been taken down, which is, you know, back in the summer. So it's going to revolve around the, you know, the turf wars between uh, Hammerhead, Tombstone, Black Cat. Those are the names that really stood out to me. There's also the Circus of Crime and Mr. Negative. Not so familiar with those, but I am really excited because, obviously, now I'm a huge Black Cat fan, and I'm excited to see what they're doing with her, especially since they have someone else writing her now for this little mini series That gives me yeah. hope. But um, I, I like where she's at. I think you know, I, I like seeing her go toe to toe with these um, you know, these, these other big uh, Spider-Man villains. Well, somewhat big. Um, I'm a big fan of Hammerhead and Tombstone as well. I like you know the gang drama in Spider-Man. So Con- Conway created Tombstone back in the '90s, yep. back in the spectacular spectacular Spider-Man book. Very nice, very nice. If you yeah. ever get a chance to go back and read that era, Ashley, you really should. It, it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was there was a stuff. lot of good stories back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got a great cover by Art Adams. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of web pits too. I like web pits. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be called the arc is called Spiral, and it's not going to be part of you know the the main line. It's they're doing the uh, the sub issues again, so we will have sixteen point one through sixteen point five. It's going to be five well, issues. I think, isn't it? I think it is. Isn't it twenty point one? I thought that's what. No, it it's no, it's it's, it's 16. sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Oh no, sixteen. I thought it was going to be sixteen point one through to twenty point one. I thought it was just going to be a point one thing, but. Okay. I think they're doing like what they did with Learning to Crawl, yeah. Yeah, right. You mean it's going to be like 16.1, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. Which is smart because as opposed to Spider-Man Spiral miniseries, Mm -hmm. that probably would not sell as much as Amazing Mm Spider-Man 16.1. Right. I think that's smart. But I'm I'm glad I have something else to look forward to after Spider-Verse, other than Spider-Verse being over. so. So Ashley's picking it up, I'm picking it up. Who else is picking that up? Well, I am because I got to do the reviews for it. So that's true. Yep. And J- now here's the true question: Jr., are you picking it up? I might pick it up. Yeah. 
There you go. What, the whole panel is picking that up. Wow. When does that ever happen on a mini? Well, it sounds like it's going to be probably in continuity, although God knows what yeah. continuity is going to be when, you know, Secret Wars, you know, two or three, you know, slash rearrange the deck chairs of the universe, you know, finally <laughs> appears. So, well, that I met Jerry Conway not too long ago, by the way. I was, he was at a convention in uh, Akron, and I took my son there and, and uh, introduced my son to him. So uh, that was kind of cool. Now, was your opening line, hey, I was the writer in your book? No, I didn't say anything. I did. No, I just, no, I said don't take this wrong, but uh, but I'm so I'm I'm old enough to remember that when to, I'm old enough that I was reading the book when you were writing it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he'd probably be a good interview. He was pretty young uh, when he was writing it, though. He was yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. He, he started yeah. He's writing Spider-Man when he was nineteen. So yeah, he, he yeah. probably wasn't that much I older feel than accomplished. Are, so. Yeah, there you go. All right, the whole panel's picking up Jerry Conway. You got a bunch of sales, so congratulations. They finally give as long a reason as Banjo and Bug Eye don't appear in it. Banjo they, and Bug They finally Bug give Eye. a reason for that point one crap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they finally find yeah. something good to do with it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What haven't we tackled yet on the news? We've got, Mike, you've got this one. Uh, Eric Larson. I posted this on the front page. About okay, Eric Larson yes. Legendary Spider-Man artist. Yes, it's a very, we got to let ourselves a little bit of a mystery here. Yeah. Um, now, for those of you who don't know who Eric Larson is, he used to uh, be a penciler or artist for uh, Amazing Spider-Man back in the early 90s. Um, and he's um, also the one of the co-founders of Image Comics now, and he's also currently doing the series uh, Savage Dragon. Well, on his Facebook page, he posted a, a piece of Spider-Man art that he found, but he has no idea what it was for. And so he's asking people out there in Internet land to, to kind of identify where, do you, where, where have you seen this? Where, um, now, if you want, I can give you a description of what this is. Yeah. Okay, it's so Spider-Man it's got Spider-Man in the dead center, and he's doing this old swinging action pose. And then over, over above him, like um, basically Specters of Doom, I guess, is um, you've got the uh, Doc, Dr. Octopus, Electro... Cane pen, and way in the back you see Venom, and there's a couple other shadowy figures back there, and then below Spider-Man is uh, the original Nova, um, Daredevil, and Black Cat. And the thing is, it's actually all done. It's all the bla- it's all black and white. There's no color on it or anything like this. So, um, and he, I'm thinking what this could have been. I I've, I've never seen this before at all. I'm thinking it could be. It could have been like a mock-up for maybe a cover that was proposed that but never got released, or it could be like for a poster, or maybe one of those trading cards or something because they had it could have, could have been one of the for one of those because Larson says it came he he thinks he uh, penciled it in the early two thousands oh did he when he came, oh okay. when he came when he came back to write I think Amazing Spider Man Volume Two thirteen is that I could be wrong oh okay but Howard Howard Mackey was writing it and stuff like that oh on the, okay on the thread Brad that you posted yeah. um, one of our uh, forum po- or one of our uh, posters on there cheese dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thought that it might have been from when Marvel did that that one nine hundred game, and they advertised it in the comics, and that was to me what I could recall Nova and Spidey and and Venom and all them being in. Hmm. The uh, uh, I think someone put that on Larson's Facebook page, and he said that's not it. He, okay, because it was okay. it was too late. I, that was a nine well, nine. When Jeez Dick said that, I was like, you know that <laughs> that seems that, that seems. <laughs> Wow, so what a thank name. You. All right. <laughs> Stop! 
<laughs> yeah, because when a guy named Cheese Dick speaks, we listen. <laughs> Have mercy. All right, Take what else cheese is Cheese Dick for China. Stop! <laughs> Okay, uh, have I hit all the topics? Uh, the comic store. The comic store and the Spider-Girl revival. What do we want to do? Store. Okay, the store. JR, hit me up. Our buddy Eddie. Okay, let's see here. The story is Spider-Man buys legendary Los Angeles comic shop. Okay, so famed costume vigilante, the amazing Spider-Man, held a press conference and announced that he was purchasing the legendary Los Angeles comic book shop, Heidi Ho Comics. When asked if Spider-Man had any background in managing small businesses, he deferred to his assistant, Anna Maria Marconi, uh, who stated uh, that she would be handling the day-to-day administration, and Sajani, last name I can't recall, who will handle inventory purchases. Newsman J. Jonah Jameson decried this as evidence of the decline of the American small business and stated that the country is now on the inevitable decline to communism. (laughs) So, Spider-Man buys legendary comic shop. Wow. Bravo. That was just off the cuff, right? Uh, (laughs) He wrote this in an airport. He wrote this plowing snow. While he was on cough medicine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess that's not the story, though, is it? Uh, no, no. That, tell, tell us about our buddy Eddie. Okay, well, okay. A complete Amazing Spider-Man collection is up for auction on Comic Connect, the Guinness World Record holding auction house located in the heart of New York City. Okay, <clears throat> all right. We've known the consigliere Eddie D'Angelini for a few years now. And we know he's a consigliere because, I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy has five vowels in his last name, so you know, you know he's got to be connected. But I is mean, he after a war, all, is he's a wartime consigliere. He's, Good he's, Lord. He's, he's using a place called Comics Connect, even. All right. So, anyway, we're thrilled he's using the auction proceeds to purchase Heidi Ho Comics. What the hell kind of name is that? <laughs> Heidi Ho Comics. I mean, that almost sounds... That almost That's sounds right. like that almost sounds like the, the comic shop of you know Liberace and RuPaul and everything like that. It's like, it's like the 1920s with Cap Calloway. Heidi, 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 ho! Explained Rob Reynolds, director. Now isn't that the Sentry? So like you know Rob <laughs> yeah, Reynolds, director, right. director of consignments for Comics Connect, the Sentry. Okay. Now why is he doing? Why is why is the guy with five vowels in his last name who's connected buying a comic book shop? Well, here we go. Like, what? He draws the collector's comic strip oh. every Sunday on the front page. That's not what the Very story good. says. The story says, as a child, <laughs> D'Angelini was an unpleasant and unlikable young man and therefore had no friends. As a result, he turned to comic books, and his favorite character was by far the Amazing Spider-Man. All right, it, it took him nearly four deca- decades to swindle kids, aging parents, and desperate comic collectors to compile every single issue of his Amazing Spider-Man collection, which he is now throwing away. His highlight book is Spidey's first appearance in Amazing Fantasy number 15, which is pre-certified 1.0 goddamn fake ass with slight restoration. What does that mean? He's got a piece of tape on it or something? More <laughs> I don't highlights. Know you can get it out of plastic. More highlights of, plastic. of this collection include the first appearance of Alpha, the first appearance of Jackpot, the first appearance of Silk, one more date, <laughs> Civil War tie-ins, Sequel War two tie-ins. <laughs> Clone Saga tie-ins, and hundreds more, which will, of course, only drive the price higher. 
<laughs> when approached with the prospect of owning part of Heidi Ho Comics, say it again, say it for me, George. You do it better than I do. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. Angelini's choice to sell his collection to pay for his share of the comic of the company demonstrated no brains whatsoever. Oh. Uh, that's that, that's what he says. You're beating no, them up. It says no brainer, which you know demonstrated no. <laughs> The amazing Spider-Man auction will allow him to fulfill another lifetime goal, becoming a comic shop owner, which shows how unambitious he really is and that his wife should probably be shopping around herself for someone who aspires to be something better. Okay, oh. So if this is another one of his lifelong goals, what was his first lifetime? Well, we, we enjoyed having Eddie as part of the site uh, <laughs> every <laughs> Sunday. Wait a minute, what, was, what was his original lifelong goal? I mean, if this is his second... So obviously, he must have failed his original lifelong goal if being a comic book shop owner is his next one. I don't get it anyway. Ah, oh, okay. Eddie. Eddie, I'm writing the apology <laughs> email right now. forbid any one of us ever does something successful. Oh, now, now part God. owner of, what is that name again, George? Howdy, 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 oh. Eddie D'Angelini was quoted as saying, oh, my God, what the F have I done? And look forward <laughs> to the results of the January 12, 2015 auction. Although it was hard to part with the collection, the amount it will bring will open up a new life-challenging opportunity, he explained. The collection is anticipated to total in tens of thousands of dollars, and when his wife finds out what he has done with the money, he is a dead man. (laughs) (laughs) Heidi Ho Comics, the oldest comic shop still in business in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. is located in Santa Monica. Okay. Which, you know, the thing is, Santa Monica is 18 miles from Los Angeles. Okay, and Beverly Hills is actually closer to Santa Monica than Los Angeles. So why didn't he say that he's actually it's the oldest comic shop in Beverly Hills because that would give him some additional cash, you know, cachet <laughs> that is. I just yeah. want to know what Kristen thinks. I mean, you know, we see her in Eddie's comic and she seems to be this very formidable, powerful, strong-minded uh individual who tolerates, you know, little out of Eddie, you know, and if he's going to piss tens of thousands of dollars away buying a comic shop, I mean, wow. you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, what? what is she? I want to know what she thinks. I'm, the views of the J.R. Fenger do not represent the uh, to- total amount of the crawl space. He is a hired, no, he's not a hired. He's doing this for free. I never mind. Eddie, I'm reading it, Eddie, it right I'm sorry. off the page. I mean, I read You're, this right that, off the page. You need to refresh your browser, sir. Eddie, Eddie, if you're listening to this, keep in mind Jr. also doesn't like the Secret Wars. So, <laughs> no, enough said. He, he can be wrong about many things. Congratulations, Eddie, on buying yeah. uh, on buying Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. Oh, yes. If I'm ever in Santa Monica, I will go to. Heidi, 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 ho. No, Comics. Is it in Santa Monica or Los Angeles? Okay. Yes, it says it's in the Los Angeles area. It doesn't say Los Angeles area. It says Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. Santa Monica is in the Los <laughs> Angeles County. the oldest comic book shop in Los Angeles and located <laughs> at Lincoln Boulevard in Santa Monica. Take your goddamn. Wow. Have you been? Have you been to Los Angeles? It's, you, Santa Monica is technically part of Los Angeles because you have to drive because people drive in L.A. They don't. Beverly that's Hill, how you get around there. The L.A. It's the Santa Hollywood. Monica is a beachfront city in western Los Angeles County, California. It's, that's right. It is bordered on three sides by the city of wow. Los Angeles. Congratulations, <laughs> Eddie. The, the Sony rumors, the slot silk talk, did not generate this kind of. 
passionate debate that these three are doing. My goodness. I mean, come on, this is not like Saginaw being in Saginaw, Michigan in Saginaw County, okay? Santa Monica is 18 miles from Los Angeles. It's closer to Beverly Hills and West Los Angeles. I have to personally drive out here to hug Eddie for what you've done. <laughs> Actually, that might not be a that might not be a good consulting for. We're going to get so much hate mail from the LA people now because trying to tell us oh. about. Well, no, oh no, yeah, I can see that on iTunes now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe George said it's all the same goddamn thing. Now, now here, here, here's a question, uh, George. What would the name of your comic shop be if you were to open one? Oh Jesus Christ! Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, what would the name of your comic shop be? Um. Um. Doctor Strange's best comic book character. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get sued for that at all. Uh, Mike, do you have a comic book shop name? What? <laughs> That's my. That would be. That would be my. That would actually. That would be. Want to shop down at what? Yeah, <laughs> with a question mark on the end of it. What? Exactly. What comics? We don't have any. <laughs> well, Jr., do you have a comic shop name? Shut up and give me your money, goddammit. it. <laughs> How about Crawl Space Comics? Now, well, you know, now, Brad, here's the thing, though. Buying this one in particular yeah. in Santa Monica, you know, or in the L.A. area, J.R., it's all one big area. It doesn't say Los Angeles area. I'm reading. If, this. if buying, buying, buying one there would may, might be like buying Midtown Comics in New York, it's going to be okay. It's not like me opening one down the street. Here in my city, where no, it's just not a good investment choice. It, it's it's like throwing money away. If anything has taught me, any, you know, for, the industry's taught me from the '90s, it's that comic shops are dying out, and the print medium itself is going away. We've talked about this several times. So I, I look at this and I'm like, if there's anything I'm going to invest money in, it's not a comic book store. But if it's one of these huge mega ones, I can kind of see that, at least for the short term. So Eddie, congratulations! What, what Either way, was congratulations. This other lifelong goal. What was his other lifelong goal that he didn't succeed at? Apparently, and pissing you off, and that exactly <laughs> succeeded on that. He's, he's fulfilled his dream of pissing Jr. off. He's retiring from that, and now he's going to option number two. <laughs> All right, great I discussion on the hobby. Jr. is just a you know a, a cranky old man who's you know off his med. All right, let's end on Spider Girl, George. Yes, let's 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 let's. Bring it back up. Hopefully, Spider Girl can get a new series. If Spider Verse can give us something nice at the end, it'll be a Mayday Parker ongoing. Well, Tell me about uh, apparently, from what uh, Tom DeFalco uh, is saying, and, and Tom DeFalco is a man I respect and admire. Me too. Good. Uh, from what uh, from what he is saying, if if sales for Spider Verse Team Up Number Three, which um, features work by him and, and Ron Friends and Sal Buscema. Three of my uh, of my top three Spider-Man, you know, folks uh, creatively. You yeah. know, I mean, Sal Buscema's work. We've we've talked about that. Actually, if you ever get a chance, go back on our podcast and listen to the the uh, the birthday thing that uh, Brad did for Sal Buscema, where he brought other people in, including Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends and Stan Lee. To talk about Sal Buscema's career, the man's career is legendary. Yeah, I mean, and and he is just an incredible guy. That and the Spider Friends episode are up there for me. Oh yeah, and yeah. and this is why we always call him our pal Sal. Um, but I mean, Ron Friends drew some of my favorite comics from the eighties. Tom DeFalco wrote some of my favorite, you know, stuff from the eighties, and then later on, the two of them, you know, did some of my favorite comics from from recent times, and they did Spider Girl. 
You know, when they did the second, well, the second volume is when Friends came on, wasn't it? Because Pat Olaf did the first one. Uh, well, no, I think about issue 12 or 20, I think um, Friends took over. I could be wrong. I, I, I thought Olaf was who else, who else, well, J.R., you would know, wouldn't you? When did Friends take over from Olaf? I, I think it was like 30, I I think it was like 30 issues in. It was a fairly good ways in. It wasn't at the start, yeah. but I, I really yeah. don't remember. But uh, and I like Pat Ola's work too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did too. Um, I think I think Friends wrote the What If number one hundred and five. I think he penciled that. But but what you know basically what he's saying is is that he wants to show Marvel that there is still interest in the Spider Girl character, and I yeah, and I think Marvel knows this. I just don't think Marvel gives a crap. Marvel is so intent on pushing. Remember, I mean, Spider Girl had to go away so so we could all you know revel in, in the brilliance and the genius and the, and the awesomeness of of Aranya. <laughs> Spider Girl, and we all remember how that that feels about like a bad fart. <laughs> remember that? That was like Joe created Joe Quesada's pet Spider Girl. You know, it was like, well, I hate this one, but this one, I, I, I you know, created. I, I will, I will have to admit the the Spider Girl book with Aranya was better than the Aranya series. Mm-hmm. So, so, and he's saying, you know, if there's enough interest, maybe we can get a new Spider Girl title out of it. You know, and I, Hell yeah. and on the one hand, I'm like. Number one, I know it would be better written, and it would be something that I would enjoy because I enjoy the work of these three men immeasurably. Yeah. I can't even describe how much Spider fans owe to these three people. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't know now. I mean, for me, the Spider-Girl is kind of tainted now after Slot and what Slot did, <clears throat> you know, killing off – because Mary Jane and Peter were such an integral, important part – of the Spider Girl well, series, and now they've been murdered because you know because well, slot needs. Defalco says that we need to read closely or whatever to that issue to see maybe that's undone in that issue. Well, we'll we'll have to read it to find out, but we'll sleep. Hopefully, you know, we'll have to hope that everyone else gets the memo. Uh, you know because. <laughs> but here, but here's the thing. I mean, it's, yes, it's going to be part of another bloated crossover. You know, that, that's exactly what Spider Verse is. It's the it's the bloated crossover before the next bloated crossover, or pardon me, the next bloated event. But it is written by some people who do amazing work with a character. You know that when people like Jerry Conway or Roger Stern or Tom DeFalco pick up, you know, writing for this character or or a character related to this character, in this case Mayday, it's going to be very character driven. It's not going to be shock value. It's you know, there's going to be reasons for anything that happens, and it's going to be good. So this is why I'll yeah. I'll pick this one up. Is because I yeah. trust this team and I trust these people and I like this character, um, but I and I, I I'm I don't know though I don't know if we're gonna get I don't know if really we're gonna get another series on this because I think the interest is there I just think I I really don't think Marvel gives a crap. So if you want to help support the title, uh, I just closed the window. Where, where did it go? Spider uh, Spider Verse team up number three. It goes on sale January January twenty first. So uh, go right now. I will post this before January twenty first. It's already on. <laughs> it's what you you posted it on January eighth. No, I'm at this podcast. If you're listening to this, oh, you follow the yeah, page. it's not going to do much good uh, after the twenty first. 
I know. So <laughs> January 21st, right now, go down to your retailer say, I want Spider-Reverse Team-Up. Even You know what? Even if this comes out after January 21st, go to your retailer and say, I want this. Order it for me, please. If anything, if there was great yeah. justice in the universe and if there is a God, um, this should outsell Silk. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I, I would die. I would literally die howling from laughter and getting this <laughs> if this somehow be you know wound up there was more interest in this than than say silk but silk Please. silk has the advantage of having a number one and people will buy that just because it's a number one thinking it's going to be be worth something someday and again it's not. <laughs> I mean the second issue of that Spider Gwen thing, the the online clamor, which some people think the online people are nuts, but uh, <laughs> I mean there was a there was an outcry of pop. I mean her her popularity of Spider Gwen just went through the roof. It was everywhere. So if we could uh, get that same kind of support and uh, excitement for S- Spider Girl coming back with a new series or seeing her with the uh, people buying Spider Verse team up number three. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. And hey, if so. you're not a fan already of Spider Girl, or you know, if you don't particularly follow any writers or artists, like hit me, sorry, but um, just mm-hmm. go give it, you know, go pick it up, give it a shot, and let it speak for itself. So, yep, which no I'm doubt. sure it will if it has this kind of uh, you know power behind it. Spider Girl yep. has been the best legacy for this character ever. It really has. Not uh, to mention, it, not to mention, it was <clears throat> she's also the most successful female character Marvel has ever had. Yes, more than Spider-Woman. She's had more issues mm-hmm. than any female Spider title. And you know, if you think about it, it seems like Marvel is always trying to do an X-Men thing or an Avengers thing where they take a main book like Amazing Spider-Man and they try to make satellite titles of it. And they don't really last unless they've got the main character in it, like Spectacular or Peter Parker or Adjectiveless. The Spider-Girl title, I think, is the one that's lasted the longest. Mm-hmm. I mean, without Spider-Man having a major role in it. Which, was, which made it all the sadder because it had a dedicated following, yet the book mm-hmm. had to end so Aranya could have her shot. <laughs> that yeah. Oh, my God, nothing rubbed me more back in the day. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Uh, all right, let's end this show on Ditko News. Okay, I, I uh, as I've mentioned before, I follow the Ditko, Ditko uh, fan page over on Facebook, and this gal Allie decided to write Steve Ditko, and she uh, the first letter was on December sixth, and she asked him what did she ask him? I don't know what she asked him, but this is his reply. I've got the letter in front of him. In front of me. Dear Allie, every generation has its favorites, no matter in what. Movie singers, movie actors, dance styles, clothing styles, comic book characters. Everyone has to make up their own mind of what he finds enjoyable, etc. Comic book conventions have changed since the first one to the latest. The same with Superman, Batman, etc. There's all kinds of different styles of drawing. Art from doodles to commercial to fine art. All will have some kind of fans following, etc. It's the way with everything from food, clothing, movie, etc. There's a lot of etc. No one is forced to have anything to do with what he doesn't like. Regards, Steve Ditko. So, uh, Allie wrote another uh, letter to Steve, on, and he replied on December 29th. Dear Allie, the universe is in eternal motion and change, expanding, etc. So is human life and behavior. Age can make it seem uh, things change more rapidly. The new can be seen as uh, 
intruding, not evolving, or necessarily changing. Everyone will have his view on life, stories, fictions, and fantasies. All minds have uh, individual personal experiences and coming to individual conclusions for good or ill. There are no guarantees with one's likes or dislikes of life or life. Everyone will make his free will choices or have to move with some crowd. The the included story art pages have gone beyond my familiarity with what is done in comics today. Regards, Steve Ditko. All right, what do you think of Ditko's letters? <laughs> uh, Trippy. He wrote the uh, fan. <laughs> oh, don't be I, like how, that. How are these newsworthy, Jomo? <sighs> Oh, come on. It's it's the Spider-Man co-daddy We're getting a thought. We're getting behind a creator's thought process. So There you so go. Every, so every letter he ever writes to anyone is news now? Well, do you know how you know how elusive Steve Ditko is? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Apparently, you wrote <laughs> this person twice in one month. He's not that elusive, apparently, if you write to him. Mike is my Ben Matlock of this website, or this podcast. And and other Steve Ditko news, he stopped at the corner store by his office and got a package of ho-hos and a Diet Coke. How much did he pay in cash or credit? Where's the receipt? Brad wants to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's March Ditko News. Now, 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 wait a minute now. Now, JR has found something that may may actually be a a Ditko follow-up on something. No, actually, that was me that found that. Oh, was that you? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry Mike. I didn't yeah, because I'm still looking for the shits to give. So. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you found another letter? Yes, yeah, so it's actually oh, another letter. Was, this one's dated. actually impacting. This is actually this was actually dated from the September 9th, two thousand fourteen. <laughs> now this is in re- now. Remember, if we guys we did a uh, story on like this homemade Halloween Spider-Man costume. Well, I remember like, it all right. Okay, it's like it's kind of looks like it's weird. This weird Halloween thing. It's like a yellow and black thing, and he wants to, as like from 1954. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and so he's so, so this guy was actually um, one. I guess was created by a guy named Ben Cooper, and he wanted to. And this guy on the site, um, I think, it was Hero Envy. He wrote. He was asking Ditko about what he saw his thoughts about this costume, and so Ditko responded back, and he said. Um, dear John, that's the guy's name. The burden of proof is on the person who makes the assertion claim charge. Some clipping, etc., are not rational proof of anything, but some clippings, etc. Regards, Steve Ditko. So, now see that actually, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> basically, basically, Steve Ditko saying this is bullshit. Go away. Yeah, he's much. doing it in a nice old man, you know, kind of way. Yeah, yeah, he's just, you know, he's basically saying, essentially saying that it's not my fault if somebody comes up with a different idea, similar or something. So, I mean, because that's the thing that this thing is, this thing, because the thing about this, um, this Ben Cooper designed Spider-Man costume, it came out like about ten some odd years, or actually eight years before Spider-Man debuted in the comics, and so. The question is, well, how much did, did Stanley and Steve Ditko rip off this guy's costume to, you know, to create Spider-Man or something? So. There's also an element in here in Ditko and Ditko's response of basically, you know, uh, make an assertion, make a make an accusation or a claim, or shut the f up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I got that from this letter also. Mm-hmm. So he's saying make a claim. So the guy's claiming that Ditko copied the costume. Costume. Yeah, exactly. So 
what is Ditko saying? He's just saying, you know, where's your proof, you know, back Put up or shut up. Oh, where's your proof that I copied? Yeah, put up or shut up, basically. It's only material to begin with because the Ben Cooper company was finally... Didn't we cover this when we talked about it? Wasn't it eventually bought by Disney? Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was yeah, bought by Disney or or another company that Disney later bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is irrelevant now. It's like you know, wow. It's not like somebody's going to sue somebody for this. I, I think that's back when I said Disney can sue themselves. Exactly. There's also a picture on this guy's site of the guy showing Stan Lee a copy of this costume in its box. There's also a video down there that I'm interested in playing later. Mm-hmm. Stan says. All right. <laughs> 